To the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston. And with me, as always, after being away from him for three whole days, is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How'd um, you feel about the three days I was gone? Devastated? You were in Portland. That's right. I'm back now for the big tour. Portland, yeah. And uh, with Mo. <clears throat> That's right. Mo Welch. And Dan. That's right. Dan Hardigan. Who's just been around. He is around. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, things are good. You uh, you guys made a bet on the basketball game and you lost. I lost. I had to buy half a gluten-free beer for Dan. <laughs> really? Is he gluten-free? <laughs> no, he's half, not. <laughs> half a gluten-free beer. That's the worst wager I've ever heard in my life. Okay, Norm. Well, it was a tough game and I don't need to hear this from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Norm, what's popping? How are you feeling scale one to ten? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah? Um, How's your self-esteem? Yeah. <laughs> Scale one to ten. Why, why do I? Why do I volunteer to get accosted every week? <laughs> I'm not accosting you. I'm loving you, Norm. Can't you feel that? Uh, my self-esteem. Um, you know, I haven't really been thinking about it, so I guess that's pretty good. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, because if it was bad, you'd like really I'd notice. Be thinking about it. Yeah. Oh my God, Norm, feeling good. I mean, last week weren't you a seven or something last week? Oh, that sounds fucking crazy. You were sky high. You were feeling good. Yeah, I'll say I'm about the same. I mean. Well, I guess if you're, it really turns, if if you start thinking about it again when you're at a nine or a 10, mm-hmm. um, last week was great. I came off my uh, trip from Toronto and, um, you know, this, this week I'd say is maybe a little, um, the high is kind of worn off. It's kind of back to business. Um, mm-hmm. but since I haven't really been like, you know, that in tune with my self-esteem, uh, I'd say I'm like a six, which is still good, right? I'll take it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Norm, I'm coming in sky high 11, without a doubt, to be back with my uh, one love. We know we can't do 11. <laughs> Are you spinal tap? No, this can't be like that. No, I'm feeling good. I had a blast in Portland. Uh, it was really good. We got a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. I bought a bodysuit, which I didn't tell you about. It was going to be a surprise, okay. but I got a bodysuit. Spoiler. There's a rainbow on it, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> You just saw a bodysuit with a rainbow on it. And no, you're like, no, Norm's it, gonna love it. Not even this. though. Not even. It was like not a full rainbow. Just the colors of a rainbow. It oh. kind of looks more like pencil crayons, okay. or sorry, colored pencils, as they say in America. Are you guys out of your fucking minds? So you bought a child's onesie. <laughs> Someone drew on. I can't believe I came back to this. You gotta be kidding me. Um, but no, things you could watch a bunch of movies uh, while you were gone. Caught up on some TV. Watched a bunch of sports as per usual. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've been hanging out with the dog, just hanging out. The dog thinks I'm great, so if that's she does. Uh, if that's the the scale, then I guess I'm like a nine towards for the dog. You know, I think it was good that I went out of town this weekend because you were gone on your trip, but you saw a lot of people and were with a lot of people, and then you yeah. came back. The dog and I are here clogging up your life. Mm-hmm. So then I leave, and now you can really stretch out with the dog, who's also stretching out. Right. No, that's right. And I'm I'm also back on my routines. I'm like, you know, I've made improvements in certain spots. So yeah, I feel that's good. right. I can tell you're feeling better. And you're Skin looks nice and clear. Keep it up. Really? Yeah, and you got that haircut. A little too short for you. Perfect length for me. Well, here's the thing. You grow into it. In a uh, week, at least. Quick uh, shout out to Casey at Bang Bang Salon. Oh my God, we fucking love Casey. She does my hair too. 
That's right, you guys. She does it all. <laughs> uh, what do you? What do you? What else are you saying? Anything? We got nothing coming up this week that's like too crazy. No. Uh, well, you got Beth's Netflix as a joke. Which that's is right. I'm doing a Netflix as a joke show be, tomorrow, or it'll be today because the podcast gets. Oh yeah, that's today. right. Today at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. If so tickets aren't sold out, come to that. It's going to be a blast. You know, we got some uh, some birthdays are coming up. Our friend Pat Babbitt's birthday. Oh, I we love Pat. Jackie's birthday. Jackie Dorothy's birthday. There'll be lots going on actually. So I guess I'm wrong. I guess there is quite a bit coming up yeah you're right oh my god excuse me well i'm in another bodysuit right now so we might as well get to it i've got a bit of an ad for you guys before Ooh. we bring on our guest yes can i I'm, sit in for this yes you can i'm very excited about it okay. so there's this jewelry company anna luisa and we are currently doing a promotion with them buy one get one 40 off sale at shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem that is s-h-o-p dot a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a dot com slash self-esteem and norm it's just in time for Mother's Day. Mm. Let me tell you, you get one for you, you can get one for your mom. Or the way that I did it was I got one for me and I got one for my mom that accidentally shipped to my sister's house. And because it was a beautiful little bracelet with a little A on it, mm -hmm. A for Atlanta, A for Amal, as you know, my mom's name, yep. uh, my sister Allison thought it was for her. Great. So she kept it. I don't have the heart to tell her otherwise. Nope. So guess what? I'm getting right back into that sale. Another thing for me, why not? And a thing for my mom. And here's the thing about the beautiful bracelet I got it's uh it can do different sizes when you buy it so i have to buy a really small one because of my beautiful small wrist <laughs> so i was really happy about it because no bracelets fit i do like to comment on your tiny wrists that's true and uh, they got jewelry starting at 39 dollars. it makes the perfect gift guys get in on this again that is shop.analuisa s-h-o-p.a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a.com slash self-esteem norm what do you say the ad is over should we get to it hey fellas check out my wife's tiny wrists <laughs> jealous <laughs> okay let's get to the guest <laughs> we both love her she's a blast she claims she doesn't know how to be on a podcast but she did a fantastic job i think you're gonna love it uh is it sam martin norm Oh, uh, you know, I was just about to say it. You okay. love spoiling the name. There's no it's doubt about the, it. It's in the title of the show. Um, but uh, no, Sam's great. Uh, Sam's amazing. We had a good time uh, and we had Mo, a fun visit. Uh, uh, married with Mo. and Yeah, we get into that. Beautiful oh, you do? Okay. We absolutely Cleo's do. An Another angel. spoiler. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it a teaser? <laughs> oh, you know what? I love this new uh, perspective of yours. Probably you know, from being alone. You didn't talk about her writing a Simpsons episode, did you? No, we didn't. But we do get into more career mm. stuff. And uh, just so you guys know, this is um, a bit of a spoiler. Sam has a very successful career. And she did write an episode of The Simpsons yeah, with, her dad. with her dad, who is a Simpsons writer. They wrote a musical episode. Yeah. And I can't believe it didn't come up. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it's the fucking craziest thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. You'll hear all about her journey. Let's get into it. Everybody, please help me welcome Samantha Martin right after this break. She's just a gem. <laughs> it's a self-esteem party. It's a self-esteem party. Sam, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. What a treat to have you here. An absolute treat, especially if you're listening from like a Baskin Robbins, then it's a double treat. <laughs> Now, Sam, let's get this out of the way right now. Mm -hmm. I need to know where you are for the self-esteem party, checking on a scale of one to 10, because there's been a lot of preamble to this recording and a lot of things that may or may not have affected your self-esteem. Okay. So uh, listen, 
I'm in a good way right now. I'm in a okay. good way. I'm, I, I feel, um, I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling, I, I'm feel, and that, you know, adds to things. Yes, Mo does. and I are on a new health kick. And uh, as you, uh, listeners at home or at Baskin Robbins, I am currently nursing a green drink. <laughs> it um, is nice and thick. <laughs> it's going straight to my it's core. Going right in there. Um, and I, uh, so all of that is good. But as uh, when Alana asked me to be a guest on this, she, um, you, I guess I'll just talk. When you asked me to do this, <laughs> I said, I will do it and I'm honored. I need to let you know I'm bad at podcasts. Yeah. So that's where I'm clocking in right now. kind of wondering how you're feeling. Like it's affecting my self-esteem to know that. Is yours going up because well, you, no, you're better? No, here's the thing. Mine, I, okay, wait, you say yours first and then, and why? And then I'll say mine and why. Okay. So okay. I would say in like before walking in here, like this morning when I was, you know, on my walk, as I've, as I've said, I'm into wellness right now. Oh my God. I've um, been doing morning walks as for of, wellness. For three days. I've been, I started like last week so I guess you can see why I'm a little trim and fit yes I was I was gonna ask about two but more walks in two more walks oh yeah you'll start feeling it for sure yeah um I uh when I was there I would say I was about an eight like okay. you know fancy free yeah fancy free with always room for improvement okay you, you're uh, two more a, notches there's always a bit more room for the two more notches exactly I mean the ten. you're a call away from, from you're always God a call away in this city what <laughs> from this the moment I call it the big deal <laughs> You're just a call away from the big deal. Yeah, from the studio calling you, letting yes. you know you've got the overall deal for the next decade. It's a we go. can't wait any longer. <laughs> we can't. Today, today's April, the day. April 27th. Today's we can't the wait to the 28th. We need you. <laughs> okay, um, so cruising at an eight in life. Yes. IRL. And then on the drive over here, I thought to myself, I, I just went, okay, you know, you're going to stink this up a little bit because I always stink up a podcast. And you're reeking it up so far, lady. So yeah, no, I know it's bad. No, I know it's bad so far. Um, and so I, I would say it's like knocked it down. I'm just going to give it one number. I'm going to say seven. Okay. I'm not going to let it. No, no, no. I, what, we I'm going to let it destroy me? We're still happy to see each other. Friends, this is a hangout. So yeah. this counts as to feel good and in a good mood. Okay, here's where I'm coming from. Uh -oh. And it has a bit of a backstory to it. Okay. So I would say today was kind of a rougher day in the sense, like I got a lot of work done, so I felt very accomplished today. So in terms of accomplishment, honestly, I'll even put myself up to a nine because I got so much done today because I'm leaving tomorrow for Portland, as you know. So I had to, a bunch of writing stuff and I was really proud of myself. I was like, okay, great. But then I started to get a little weary of the podcast too because I get so excited to have my friends on it, right? I never considered their perspective. And my sister had been a guest on the podcast before. She asked to do it and then immediately regretted it and really struggled through the episode. <laughs> oh boy. Then, and then I had her do the Patreon, which she asked me to do. And she said, can I host the show? And I said, sure you can. And it left on a terrible note. We had to stop recording because <laughs> it was it was going so bad and she felt so bad about herself. And I was like, oh my God, did I do this? So now with you, I had like, a moment of panic where I was like, have I done it again? <laughs> no, no, no. I no, I will say I know how to say no to things. And getting to tell you I'm bad at podcasts, I I feel like you I, we will make that a virtue. Okay. I think we'll make it a virtue. I agree. And we'll just call it out as opposed to previous podcasts I've done where I I I did say at one point, I think I think I'm stinking it up. In the middle of it. In the middle of it. Um, and how, how was that received? Well, it cut the tension because I yeah. think everyone's thinking she's thinking it up. And then I, when you call out the thing that, you know, 
the, What's it's very, it's improv training, right? Yeah. Well, you got to live in the moment. You got to live in the and moment. Sometimes the moment reeks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. <laughs> but um, no, I was, I, and I would honestly do with no exception anything for you. But don't let this feel. But it's not a favor. It's I. I know how to. I know how to say no to things, and I just couldn't. Sam, you're crushing it thus far. Uh, <laughs> here's what I want to know. So this is what I'm curious about with mm-hmm. you because. Obviously, I know you through your wife, Mo Welch, who I'm touring with, Johnson & Welch, May 19th, Dynasty Typewriter, 7.30 p.m. Come check us out. We'll be mentioning that more as the podcast rolls out. Great. <laughs> but anyways, so it's like I know so much more about you than the time I've been able to spend with you, right? Because when I'm when I'm working with Mo, of course, I'm hearing about you. I'm getting the updates of the fam. I'm getting your family specific yeah. as well and her family. Like I'm getting all the updates from the household. I know what's going down. So here's what I want to know about you. Where would you normally be clocking in at? And it's a two-parter question. Where would you normally be clocking in on at a scale of one to 10 in your childhood? What was the average? Okay. And then in your adulthood. So I would say like maybe the last couple years, pandemic included, but pre-pandemic, pandemic, and now let's loop that into one. That kind of makes it a little tougher. I okay. Know. Okay. So you're asking ch- a childhood Yeah. What number? was the average growing up? Just so I know what's the basis I'm working with here. Oh God. So interesting. Okay. Childhood self-esteem wise, I was almost always at like a nine. Okay. This is, but the, okay. See, this makes things interesting. Uh, yes. But, but then uh, it, you know, and I can get into that now, or I can say what happened after childhood. Tell me what happened after childhood. So after childhood, no, I would say after college, I would say in college, I was still, I was still nine. I was okay. Still, you were like, uh, I was it's nine. working out. It's working out, but I went to musical theater school, so nine can become a two. Instantly. Instantly. <laughs> in one wrong note. Yes, in one wrong note. So I think I was like a, a nine. Oh my. See, you I just guys, messed up the microphone. She's knocking the mic down. And not- she's stomping on the table. I put, it, I put down a blanket here to absorb the noise, and she's going stomp, stomp, stomp am I, on the Am table. I really? Do I keep hitting it? You keep pointing at it like you're pointing at documents. Oh, my God. Okay, I need I need. <laughs> Well, you guys can't see this, but I came here like a country lawyer. I have so many papers. She was of, truly Matthew McConaughey when she yeah. walked in. The so, Lincoln I'll, lawyer. Here, hold on. Let me move the papers through the floor. <laughs> okay, they're off. Um, I'm going to have a sip of my thick uh, Have a quick sip. Drink. Let's recap. Mm-hmm. Nine as a kid, going into um, college, a nine through that as well. Now we've reached the graduation. What goes mm-hmm. down? So, okay. Like I said, I was mostly a nine in college, but then you know, you have a bad, you hit a bad note and it's a two. Right. And then but I, te- a temporary two. A temporary okay, two. Then you get right back oh, up. That's how that right training works. You can get right back. Gets yeah, you right back Exactly. Up. And yeah. so I would say it, oh God, I'm hitting the table again. I would say it averages <laughs> out at, okay, so nine, two, three, eight, four, seven. Can, uh, let's, let's stop the the charade 5.5. Okay. So (laughs) I was also doing the math, but not as well. (laughs) Well, I, I trailed all theater school. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, so we, um, I would say once we were out of the protection of schooling, yes, I would say I was like at a 5.5 for about four years. So this is in your twenties. My, yeah. In my, from like 22 to 26. Okay, early to mid. Yeah, copy mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then what turned? And then, well, I <laughs> sort of made the decision to uh, 
I, I had a few big pivots in my life, but I would okay. say I made a big pivot to uh, writing instead of performing. And oh, that yeah. sort of that, changed, that'll, it, it changed everything, everything. for me. Yep. It, 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 the, uh, it's mainly predominantly I have performers on here more so than like writers. Yeah. On, a, on account of some people being too shy, they don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm my writer friends that. are like, no thanks. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I totally get mm-hmm. that. I think you're interesting, but no problem. That's fine by me. Um, yeah. But the performing thing, the judgment of the crowd and seeing it is is always going to be um, a lot more powerful to me than turning in scripts and getting a notes where I can hide behind an email. Um, it still hurts and still hits the old ego there. But I was like, the the having it in the moment with a crowd that can literally like seize or thumb up or down me, I'm like, it's giving them too much power. They have too much power over me. Well, yeah, over your self-esteem not. Yes, Even momentary. But I am so, I really admire people who continue doing it. I think that it's it's like, I watch you and I watch Mo, my wife, in case that wasn't, I don't know if we said that yet. I was too busy my banging wife. on this table. I, Sam, remember I said it when I was advertising the big show? Do you think in that moment, I was so thinking about, okay, what, what, what are you going to say? That I almost wasn't thinking, <laughs> see, that's why I can't be a performer because that was bad improv. I was listening to yeah. my own yeah, damn thoughts. Yeah, but remember thoughts. the great paperwork toss that you did earlier, that, the improv and the sound then, effects? I feel like I feel like I'm more present for sure. <laughs> I feel like you really turned around once you got rid of all those documents. Yeah, it's like in those movies when somebody has a speech prepared and then they rip it up and then, and they then up and they're like, fuck and it. They go off script and then they speak from their heart. <laughs> um, but it's scripted in the movie, so it's kind of meta. But anyway. This is, that's some writers um, behind the scenes right there that it is scripted. And it is scripted. Technically, <laughs> movies are scripted. In technically. A, technically. Um, uh, where was I? Performing. You stopped, pivoted. Yes. And I I think that like, gosh, in when you're doing something as technical as musical theater, oh, and the reason that I'd say childhood for me was a pretty consistent nine is because I, everyone was telling me, you're funny, and yeah. I could sing. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it was the most obvious equation. Yeah. Way more obvious than the average between nine and two. Yeah. It was the <laughs> most obvious equation of, okay, I'll go to musical theater school, and I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. It, it, but... And, and that, you know, I was always sort of the class clown. I, you know. Oh, yeah. You love a good bit. I love a good bit. Yes, you do. And I, um, I always was lousy with boyfriends. Yeah. I wonder what went down. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't like it when they called. My parents always make fun of me. They were like, they never heard me do anything but roll my eyes when a boyfriend would call. Honestly, though, it, listen, I get it. Distraction in the way nuisance and I listen I married a man it worked out because he's not in my way or bothering me some right. say he's almost dismissive um that's how hands-free he is <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> right but that is funny to call him hands-free hands-free oh I I in your vows I promise to be hands-free I promise to be hands-free I swear yeah okay so we're yeah we're disregarding the bfs here yeah. We're, kick, we're kicking them out. Kicking because, them out. Yeah. And, uh, but they do, they do lift you up. Boy, howdy, do those high school boys make you feel like you're something special, especially when you disregard them. I was well, there. I was extremely the hands-free. And, yeah. Um, and so uh, things were good. And then um, went to musical theater school, and it was very fun because uh, at NYU, New York U, as I call it. Um, Heard to, of it? To be different. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... 
that was amazing friendship wise, like the best. Yeah. Um, and I think that there was always this inkling in me with something so technical, um, as, as musical theater, like you really have to be, you have to be good at so many things yeah, in like do. a technical way. And in my mind, I always was like, I knew I wasn't quite good enough at singing. I knew I wasn't quite good enough at acting and I straight up couldn't dance. And that was my dirty little secret. Um, <laughs> filthy. Filthy. <laughs> Ooh. And so I, I was having a great time and I was getting by and I was, you know, getting cast as funny characters and having fun. Right. But the second I was out of there, it was just so painfully obvious that I yeah. didn't have what it took to pursue musical theater. That This is why I dropped out of just regular theater school because I could get by on charm and comedy. Yep. But I knew I didn't have the Shakespeare in me. I knew I didn't have the commitment of it in me and... I just knew it wasn't there, and that's why I left. It's because, completely that for me. Yeah, and it's not... It's. I, I don't know if... Well, I, I want to continue. I don't know if you felt it as like a personal slam. Like, I didn't feel bad that I wasn't good at these things. I was just like... I, I just chose wrong. I, there's yep. just something else. Not chose wrong, but there's something else I'm supposed to do. It, it can't be this funny for nothing. Completely. No, I, I had the same feeling where I wasn't down. I mean, I was... I was down on myself because I'd always had a path and this was the first time that I hadn't had a path. Okay. But I remember, that makes sense. I remember going to like an open call shortly after graduating. And, um, if you got past like the first round, if you got a call back, there was a dance audition. And I remember oh I didn't get a call back and I was so unbelievably relieved. Yeah. Cause you got to do th those guys. Those guys can really move. Yeah, they can, and like belt it out at the same time. Oh like, yeah, it's they can no joke here. It's it's that is a musical theater performers, especially like those eight days a week Broadway performers. Oh my god, I, I wouldn't. I mean, we can get to this later, but the amount of control that like you have to constantly be protecting like your instrument and keeping in shape on top of being at that level. I just, I, I marvel at it. Yeah. But I remember thinking I was so relieved. I didn't have to continue with that audition. And that day I just went, okay, it's not this. We got to, we got to make a new plan. We got to pivot. Because you were so relieved. Because I was relieved. And they, yeah. you know, that's Which like, normally you'd be crying. Like Normally you'd be crying. You'd be bawling your eyes out. Exactly. And yeah. they say to you, they say, you if you can it. picture yourself doing anything else, then do that. That's what they always say God, to you. Isn't it? And, but it's true. And I was just like, yeah. okay, we're not, we can't do this. Yeah. So then I, because that one you can't fake. Like, mm -mm, no, if you can't hit a note, you can't hit a note. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not like, at least with comedy, it's like, you can, you know what I mean? Kind of fake your way a little bit or like roll your eyes and everyone's like, we got it. But like, yes, exactly. You can't hit a note. You can't hit a note. And like, Elena, there are notes I can't hit. Sure. Of there course. Are, there are three notes that when I would see them in sheet music, I would be like, well, we're not doing this song. And oh it was God. like, I was, I was faking my way to the degree. Yeah. And, or, I mean, they were, they were going to give me a degree. My parents were paying for it, but they, you know, <laughs> guess but, what you guys, that paper was coming no matter what I say. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was tough just kind of feeling like, okay, there are just certain things I can't do in this, in this mm -hmm. field. And yeah. instead of wallowing, I was just like, okay, well, what can you do? And I remember I had a teacher at NYU who I loved, 
who said to me, like, it's not going to be a clear path for you, but once you make your own things yeah. and do your own thing, it will make sense. I mean, that is a really smart thing to say, especially to someone who's very funny, because the path of comedy is not clear. Like, I didn't choose to become a stand-up it just didn't seem clear to me to do that so I was like oh I'll do improv and I didn't choose to do sketch and then all of a sudden it seemed clear to do that and it was you know what I mean because there's so many subsects of it that it's like it it just gets so big and how do you know even the exact one so that's why to a funny person it has to be a little vague It, it does unless you're unless you are the most specific type right and and I remember somebody saying like if you look like what you do in this industry, yeah. y- y- it really it really helps. Like, yeah, I don't have that. If I, I don't have it, <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. It's the casting's really hard. I've, I I don't know if you've had this where it's like they're like, we love you, we just don't know what to do with you. But they're I, like, but we love you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that was you know because I'm I'm you know it's Mo and I talk about this all the time about how like. If somebody th- is thinking about you for something, yeah, th- you'll nail it. If somebody yeah. writes something for you, you'll nail it. But yeah. it's it, when you're not like in a really spe- if you're not a really specific type, it, it can just be both more difficult and also more exciting because then you do yes. have to do that work towards. Well, most of the roles I've gotten, in fact, almost all of them um, were direct offers that somebody wrote it for me or with me in mind, like knowing that they wanted to cast me in it and just like bit roles and stuff like that where it was like easy to write somebody in. And that's because sometimes when you have such a a strong comedic voice that's like a little on the weirder side, like I'd say both of us do, um, that's really hard to cast. And we don't really look like anything. Like I think we're both beautiful, but we're not hot enough to be the hot older sister or something like that. Like we're not the love interest. We're not that. We're not ugly enough to be like (laughs) weird, weird neighbor that's got a real look to them. (laughs) Oh, exactly. We don't look like, we don't look like moms, not quite like a TV mom. And then we're like not young in our twenties. So it's like, where are we? Yeah, no, I would be in audition rooms. I mean, we're skipping ahead to when I decided to become an actress. But um, <laughs> we, I would be in audition rooms and I would just be like, these gals are stunning. I know. You know? And, and then you go, and I'm here because... <laughs> I would go, well, I better be funny. Yeah. And then I would go too big because I was like, well, if I'm going to get even a shot at this, I, oh I better... God. I, I better wish someone had told me. Yeah, I, I wish know. someone had said scale it back. And scale it. Oh god. Okay, wait. What? So now let's backtrack to get mm-hmm. to the octing. Right. We're, okay. we're at the pivotal. We're at the a fork in the road, but we don't know the one path. This is essentially the Pocahontas conundrum here. Um, should she stay or should she? Should go? she stay or should should she marry Cocoa? And this is a crazy thing. There was a guy named Cocoa that I was this close to marrying. No. No. Of, oh of my course god. not. I, for a second there, though, because I'm like, well, well, if you're in musical theater, I'm like, you're going to have some fun stage names in there. I don't know. I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Yeah, but like you said, you know, it could have been any reason you wanted to marry them. Maybe it was like, you know, some sort of an agreement, a family, a dowry thing. Like, we don't know. uh, No, like, wow. That would be be a more interesting. See, I would be a great podcaster if I had a story like that. It's pretty, it's, it's. If this guy was real, Cocoam? you would be my best guest yet. <laughs> well, Without because a doubt. Pocahontas says, should I stay or should I go? And she's like, steady, da, 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 da. should I marry Cocoam? Is all my dreaming at an end? 
I, I had a second where I was like, is she going to go for it? <laughs> what if I just, what if I was like, or do you still wait for like, me? We dream. found the three notes. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, so we're at the fork in the road. Yeah. We're not marrying a man. We're not marrying a man. <laughs> okay, I that's became off. <laughs> I became um, a uh, lesbadoodle in... A full-time lesbian. A full-time lesbadoodle committed to the craft. <laughs> committed to the craft. In, in college. In uh, freshman, sophomore year. Perfect, why sophomore not? Mm-hmm. What a great time. Start uh, start one way, freshman, end another, why not? <laughs> yeah, freshmen just walk around kind of like, what is her sexuality? She can't Ooh, sing yeah. three notes, but maybe those will come out as soon as she becomes... She can't she, sing three notes. <laughs> it's going to be tough for her to decipher what it is. <laughs> she can't even sing three notes. You think she knows what she wants to do? <laughs> um, so, okay, um, years. So I was, I decided to pivot and I very... Fortunately, I was in this, my like survival job right out of college, right out of college was I sang in this, um, was this thing called Little Maestros where I sang in like a kid's music group, but it was, it was pretty high quality because these people are all, you know, some of them are in Broadway pits. Some of them are, you know, they're, they're musicians who this is their survival job. Okay. Yeah. And so I met, um, this guy Eli Bolin was one of my, who's, he now writes for, writes music for Sesame Street. He's had like a big, big old exciting career. He, um, he was, we were doing a class together and there's like this puppet show moment Yeah. and there's a script that comes with it that they send you. And I, uh, we were doing the script and his first line, there's a script right there behind the puppet thing. And it's all very like, you know, you're supposed to follow it. His first line he just goes off script and I don't know what to do, but he turned to me and he was like, just go with it. And so we ended up improvising this like 10 minute puppet show. I couldn't tell you what it was about, but afterwards he was like, you're so funny. Like what, what do you want to do? You literally got discovered. I got discovered by the, uh, the, my fellow bandmate in this thing on my first day, uh, meeting him there were a bunch of different teachers that was a risk on his part bit tiggle risk yeah but he um he was a part of this organization called story pirates Uh, which yes yes, i thought you might have heard of it there's there's uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing company. There's one in New York and one in LA and they, uh, basically take stories written by kids and turn them into musical sketch comedy. And he said, you should try out for story pirates as luck should have it. Literally the next week are the auditions. And And you got, you, you got a slot. I got a slot. Okay. And I got in and that really jump started me pursuing musical sketch comedy. And I met people. I met my comedy and partner in New York, Matt Gehring. And now we did, it's yeah. feeling now it's feeling a little more right. Now it, it, now it's feeling a little more. Oh yeah, now it's just kind of feeling like natural. okay, these are. I'm at least. I I didn't feel like there was any part of musical sketch comedy where I was where I was like reaching. Yeah. Um. Where I didn't have the skill set. Yeah, because also, you know, sketch comedy music is, um, as I know as well, it, it's not meant to be the best singing. It's just meant to be the most, ex- like, um, biggest, expressive, funnest yeah. version of a song as opposed to, like, that was beautiful. Exactly, exactly. But if <laughs> so you... Quite. In, in fact, like, if you have... If you can sing, it's just... It, it makes it... Um, 
Well, I'll put it this way. I didn't think about my voice and I just spent four years constantly thinking about my voice and monitoring my voice. So you're having fun And I was having fun singing again and I hadn't all throughout college. Yeah. And um, so then it, it, what it did was I found a group of people where everyone was wanting to hey, let's put up this show. Hey, I have an idea for a sketch. Let's shoot Mm -hmm. it. Hey, you know, it was, the people were just incredible. And the, you know, the company itself was great, of course. Um, But I I met my comedy partner who we did a weekly show at um, The Pit in New York. And we would just meet up weekly and write sketches. And it was Mm -hmm. so, it was so great for like, and I never thought of myself as a writer, but I had so much. Exactly. When you are a performer, you never think you can do what is the exact opposite of what you do. You just assume it was just the one way. But it's like every time you get on stage and start speaking, you are writing. That's I, what that's what you're doing. It's just you're not remembering any of it, and right. it's not edited. Exactly. No, <laughs> it's it's um, I, it's so. And my parents are both television writers, and my sister is a television writer. And for whatever reason, I never, I just didn't consider myself a writer until like well you know, skipping ahead in, in the future a bit. But, um, so, you know, even though th- this was, it, I was so happy to find this group. Yeah. When you're, when you like don't have any money in New York and you don't, your career isn't set and you want to make your parents proud and you feel like you're, they're worried about you. And yes. I mean, they were always so supportive, but th- they were worried, you know, yeah, and it, it's just, you, it's hard to, you always have like a little low level self doubt and low level anxiety just about, well, what if it doesn't? Yeah, I know. And then you're like, fuck all this for nothing. Exactly. And then you feel like, oh, and I hate to say it, but I even feel it with my family, like embarrassed. Oh yeah. Even though nobody said anything ever to make me feel that way. You, you feel like, Oh, I'm the you know the fuck up. Well, it's, pro- I, I let it's projecting. Down. Yeah, because yeah. you you're just completely you're feeling that way about yourself. Yeah, and and you're worried. Your deepest worry is that it's not going to happen for you and that you're a failure. And then when you talk, like I remember one time my mom, who uh, my parents are the best. My mom, uh, I was feeling super down one day, and she was like, "Well, why not create a one year plan?" And I don't know why it broke me. The, wow. the idea of having to like, I don't know what, I didn't know what my day was and yeah. the idea and I, you know, she was trying to help and I, but it just, it, it, I don't know why it devastated me. Oh my God. Because, because you, how do you see any change of a mm-hmm. year when you're like, I just lived this exact same way for the past two years. Right. So what do you mean next year? You're like, I, it's just going to be the same year. It's all the same year to me. It's, yes. That's what it feels like. And every year is different. It's so it's yeah. so unpredictable as a performer in, in the best way because, you know, at any moment you get the call with, with the big deal. Yeah, but then sometimes you get a text saying, we'll pass. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so tough. But um, so, you know, I was doing that and that I... Got JFL new faces that it, it was just for laughs, just for laughs yes. in Canada, Canada. and um, I and that was really great, and that like led to some stuff, and ended up getting the agents who said yeah. move out to LA. It's for those of you who don't know the Just for Laughs. It's a comedy festival. It's like the biggest one. Um, 
Probably the biggest one, yeah. And um, it there's lots of different shows and New Faces is kind of performers that haven't really been seen as much and you go and you're like showcasing yourself and there's a bunch of industry there and audience and a lot of good opportunities can come from it. So it is a very big... I, I spent years trying to get it and I never got it. It's a huge deal to get it and that you got it so young. Very big deal. Well, I, I was lucky because I my set was almost entirely sung Right, which and, is so impressive. Which, is, which was well, it was a variety. It added a variety to whatever was going on. Yeah. I mean, there were other. I think there were some other musical acts that year, but I, mine. I don't think. I think I had one character that spoke, and it was all singing. Yeah. So, um, but and that was that was great and led to some opportunities. But I, um, you know, I came out and did a pilot season in LA. I moved here, and. Um, and you know, also, I am such a, during all this, like, I chase love. Like, I was desperate for, like, my wifey. Like, I <gasps> wow. was oh my God. the undercurrent of all of this. And part of the reason why it's 5.5 is because I was, you know, all this career stuff, of course, I cared about so much. I wanted love. In the, oh my god! In the worst way. Oh my god! I was the exact opposite. Nothing. That's to do so with it. funny. I thought I about can't it constantly. Believe it. Oh wow! Thought about it constantly. I had like, you know, I I know years based on like who I was dating and what part of our relationship we were in. Like I was <laughs> such a relationship person. Your very own calendar. Yeah, that's seriously. And um, I so. During all of this, I was also just like... That's what's... And that's going to bring you highs down. Highs and lows. Well, because mm-hmm. think about it. When you have these career things happen, first of all, yep. that comes a high with a low because you're like, oh my God, I got it, I got it. And then you go, oh my God, it can all be taken away. Now I have something to lose. That's always in the back of your oh, head yeah. where you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to get found out as a fraud or blah, blah, blah. It's like there's those little... As good as you can feel because when I'm working, I'm very confident. But there's always that one thing where I'm like, but it can end. All to end today. Yeah. Everything can get canceled anything can happen yeah. with a show, whatever the case. Um, but the love thing is really interesting because it's like when you don't have it, it's just the low. Like, oh, it was no, all consuming for me. Yeah. There's no high. And normally somebody would fill the career part with the high of that lack of a love interest. But it's like when you're focused on that, that's just so funny. It's like the rest of us were just desperate for the career. And oh it's gosh, like, no, no. I, wow. And that's part of why I think I pivoted to something more stable, but we, yeah. but we'll get to that. But like, yeah. I, I was, um, I remember I, I got like a pilot presentation when I first moved out oh, here wow. and not a big deal at all. Okay. It was like a sketch show. Okay. And it, I mean, it was really cool and an awesome thing to, to like get for just having moved here. But I had gotten out of a relationship and like a two, like a two and a half year relationship that was okay. like a big girl relationship. Like I call it my big one before Mo. Okay. But um, I just gotten out of that and I was single and being single is fun because I'm really good at, I got really good at the apps and I always had dates lined up. <gasps> but like, I remember there was this one day I was like in hair and makeup yeah, and yeah. like I wasn't, I was getting ghosted or something from someone I had a good date with. And I just remember being in a funk all day. 
my even God. though I was doing, doing the doing thing. Cool project. Isn't that isn't that just Don't like? Don't you hate robbing yourself of joy? Don't you just fucking hate it? Absolutely. God, it's so annoying. It's so yep. annoying. Like I don't even know. Not even angry. Just like irritating. It's irritating, like, and it can't be you helped. You know what I mean? No, it really. It's the smallest little thing too. Yep. And it's just you're like, wow, that was not. The one here, the big one, was not worth it. it. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. Um, and the big one. I mean, that relationship taught me taught me a lot. But like, the, the big coming, one's worth it. But once somebody once something's done, yeah, I don't think anybody's worth as one more second of your time. I, I yes, I, I I I do agree that like the cleanest way to, to like a clean break is just like come but on. But those are hard. I know. but they are really hard. But you know, I was. Um, but I, I just remember that day very clearly of being literally in hair and makeup and, and not, and not being able to enjoy what I was doing. And it's, yeah. and it's what I was pursuing. But, um, I, I, but anyway, I then had, this is, I think we're in like 2014 now, but I, okay. at the end of 2014, or, okay, so I finished that like pilot presentation and then I didn't have anything going on yeah. in love or career. And that was that was the lowest. Yeah. That was the lowest. But I um, met Mo. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I had, like, a month of self-pity. Okay. And then I just, I met Mo. And everything, it's, it's like, kind of messed up to say everything changed from there. I, I found love and it, nothing. That's what does it for some, for some people yeah. it's a Hollywood call. Uh-huh. For some people it's a partner. Mm-hmm. For some people it's like a move to a new city or something like yep. that, a new job, whatever. But yeah. it's like, that makes me so happy to hear. Mo's been on the podcast, friend of the self-esteem party. We love her so much here. And the Patreon. I love her the most. Not to brag. <laughs> okay. Okay. We love her the most. There's no question about it here on the podcast. <laughs> When I say we, it's just me and Norm and me and the dog who yep. gets mentioned a lot on the I podcast. I won't compete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's so cool that someone was able to help fill that for you because the job is fleeting, but it's like to be able to invest in somebody, especially someone like Mo, who is such a good person that it's like, you could have some sort of a breakup with her and still you're like, but your heart is good. I oh know my your gosh. heart is good. So yeah. you are worth it. The big girl one before, okay, great. That gets you to where you need to be. It gets you to the mo. It, it absolutely. I had one too. Got me to norm. You yeah, gotta, you gotta have the one that gets you to the next one. You gotta have the one where you go. Well, why don't I just go with the person who's like? Why don't I just go with that easy road? Yeah, <laughs> where the person is good. The person. Why don't I just go with the thing that's actually totally working out right now? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I had a friend tell me that where I had like some things at the time that were uh, like bugging me like little crushes here and there that I'm like sure. well, what a, and and my friend just said why aren't you choosing how about you just go with this mo girl you went on a first date with the other day that you said was super fun and she's really cool and awesome and I was like yeah it was really easy and then by our second date we were the smitten kitten was um the bowling the first date Bo- no bowling or was not that, the first that date. that was later on. that bowling is when I met her yeah oh. bowling is when I I met mo at a bowling event for lesbians oh, okay. <laughs> and called Les Bowl. <laughs> oh, 
that I was dreading going to and was this close to not going. And when I think well, about... Well, the name alone. Mm, the name alone. No, it's... it's. I mean, it's Glover. Okay? <laughs> the name. The name's almost too clever. Yeah. You gotta wonder. Yeah. Um, and I... Uh, y- Dreading it though. I was Didn't dreading it, and I, I was this close to not going. And seriously, when I think about how close I was to not going, I panic inside. Can you imagine? Uh, no, I can't. I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be a star. No. Uh, <laughs> no. You kind I, of are, but uh, that's at least in our household, you are. Oh gosh, well I'll take it. Um, no, I would be. I can't even think about how miserable my life would okay, be. Okay, wait. So that. when you meet more, are you still a performer? Yes. Okay. So, but I'm still a, a performer, but I, I think soon after meeting Mo, or maybe I was in the process of doing it, my agents told me to write a, uh, to write a spec script just for fun. So the pivot, so it's all happening So the pivot the was happening, time. but I didn't really, they were like, just have it to have it. Okay. So the pivot, but without the focus, just yeah. the pivot of like, let's stay busy and do let's stay, this thing. Was, so we're ready. Totally homework. Homework. Good. And so I, I... I started that way as well with a bit of homework. Yeah, with a bit of homework. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, while I was falling in love, I, um, I was writing this spec script. I ended up writing, a, without even thinking about it, I wrote kind of a, about like a ninth grader. And so I didn't even, wasn't thinking about selling myself as a writer at all like okay do I want to write for adult then maybe I should sort of model something after this show because it's very different if whatever you're writing for whatever age group it's Mm -hmm. like we know this it's totally different totally and and I just ended up doing that because I had an idea in my head I was semi-autobiographical and I love thinking about middle school and high school so much emotions are so palpable every day feels like you know, life or death. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Um, and so I, I ended up doing that. And then a couple months into dating Mo, I got my first staffing interview and I got it. Yeah. And, and it was just like, I mean, that it was just the luckiest yeah. thing ever. It was just so lucky. Oh my God. And then you had someone to share it with and tell, oh, it, tell it to. Well, it was also great because Mo, Mo and I were completely unemployed when we met. Yeah. And we just every day hung out. She took me to like this, I had to get a tooth, uh, like an, a tooth implant. She took me to like, I'm not kidding, maybe six days into meeting each other. She took me to a dentist appointment where I had to be sedated. Like we were just so fast. Oh my God. We didn't have anything to do. Yeah, that's um, pandemic relationships. I I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, that's for it the people that I've had on. Yeah, for the people that I've had on that um, started a relationship, really kind of in the beginning, like more lockdown. Like it's a little different now mm-hmm. or whatever, just because you know things have been open. But it's like when it was the bubbling and you could only see the other person yeah. or like whatever. I know the people that started that, it was like real quick yeah. and fast and furious and amazing and great to help cope and this and that. But the difference is because it didn't happen in the real world, once the real world reopened, some of them, not so much. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, in the real world, you're actually like this. Well, it's like, it's <laughs> but like, at least you guys met in the real we world. Met in the, we met before Ex- the pandemic. Exactly. But like, it's like The Bachelor. It's like, yeah, you fall. <laughs> You can fall in love with anyone, you know, if they're taking you to the top of Mount Shasta. Or as we learned in the past season, if they take you to Toronto, Toronto, Canada, Canada, baby. (laughs) Everyone was like, oh. (laughs) It was like, 
I love it when they haven't the heard of it. Reaction in the book. I love when they. I love when either they haven't heard of where they're going, and they're like, ah, I can't Sa- wait to Google it. Sam, you know that they went and stayed beside my parents' condo on the lakefront. Oh my and god! And people were looking, trying to find my parents in the background, and I said, "Well, they'll be the psychopaths in seven shields and forty-five masks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you'll be able to see them coming a mile away." <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, so sorry. So whatever you find love on The Bachelor, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're listening so, real good. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. you love the show. <laughs> you live in Toronto. Yes. Oh my God, it's taking everything not not to sing Bachelor, uh, your Bachelor song. Oh my God, save it, Sam. For okay, the music video release. I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, um, okay, but Mo and you, unemployed dentist, spending time together. Yes. You get this job, and then we had my job didn't start for like two months. So oh. Mo and I went on this like trip together. And I remember my mom being like, you know, if you travel well together, like that's everything. And, um, huge advice from mom. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the one year plan now. Am I right? Yeah. Oh no. One year plans out the window. I'm in love. (laughs) One year plan out the window, ladies. One lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and we went on this like great road trip, which, um, as you know, it did involve a frozen yogurt scam. Uh, and one for the ages. Let me yep. tell you guys, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get into the scam because Mo's doing it in her show and I don't, because yes. I do know some listeners are coming to the show and we've had some listeners um, in our tour have also come to the show. Okay. So I won't, I won't a hundred percent spoil it, but just give us a little teaser about the scam. As a just teaser, a little teaser. I, I will just say that part of this trip uh, was funded by my frozen yogurt addiction or I should say, we thought it would be. <laughs> that is like the best teaser you could have given. <laughs> That's so tantalizing. Yeah. To, I want to know what happens of, next, and I know I lived it. It could be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a great way to sum it up. So a scandal brings you out there, but but, but love, love brings, got us through yeah, it. Love got you through it and brought um, you back. And it was so fun. And then I, I started on this job, and it was... When I first started, again, in my mind, I was still a performer, and I thought, like, oh, maybe there will be a part on the show that I, yeah. that I, they'll cast me as, or, you know, you have all these thoughts. I, within two weeks, was like, oh, yeah, this is where I want to be forever. I want to be in a writer's room forever. Oh, my forever. God. Wow, that fast. That so fast. just really clicked all it of was, a sudden. Oh, it really clicked. It was just like, oh, I It's I like what love- your teacher said. Uh, yeah, it was like I love not even though I was joining a show that had already like been on, but yeah. I, I, I get you get do so much performing in the writers' room. It's yeah, all performing, you, especially we we would write all the scripts in the room together. Oh. So you're selling lines, being a character. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. in kids' TV, these char- the characters are all so well defined. Well, that kid show I was on, I also wrote for it. Oh, you did. I did. So you know. So I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and that's how you would get cast in it. And it was an interesting show where it was like, for the writing, um, you got, it wasn't like a salary. It was like a per sketch thing, the way the payment went. (gasps) So it was like, everything I pitched was just me. Everything. And they all got in. Oh, God. Oh my god, that's just savvy. Well, it was just—I mean, I just turned it on. You just do what you got to do. In and the I green. think this character could be played by. Oh gosh, I feel like I feel like me. I and this say. character could be played by anyone, but she does sound a little like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
always trying to be so coy about so it. Coy. Like, I've also discovered it in the yeah. moment. That's odd. <laughs> That's odd. The more I read the words, the more I feel like they were just meant for me. I could be crazy. <laughs> I could be out of my mind. But I can't imagine anyone doing it but me, weirdly, I want to say. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'll let you talk it over. <laughs> okay, so you're in the writer's room. You're selling lines left, right, and center. And we get paid by the joke in writing, too. <laughs> um, Can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Everyone wow. would be hoarse Every, by the end of the oh day. Oh, my We'd God. We'd kill each other. Yeah, forget about um, it. But I, you, you know, it took, I think that I just wasn't, I don't know if I was 100% cut out for the, for, I don't, the rejection maybe, I don't know. I didn't really ever mind being rejected. I sort of understood it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I, I get it. I go, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and my, I, I would think that too. Yeah. I'd be like, of course I didn't get it. And I would be, and, and everyone would be like, you can't think like that. And I'm like, what, realistically? Like, what are you, I'm not meant for every role. What are you all talking about? Right, oh, complete. And I would, people would say to me, you know, and I'd be like, oh, I'm just not a good enough singer for this. They'd be like, well, don't say that. And I'd be like, I'm st- telling you technically, I'm not a good enough singer. If for a this. role's required someone to be six six, and yeah. you are not that, you are not right for the role because that is what it requires. Right. It's the same thing of a level of singing or a level of acting. How yeah. deep you have to? Can you cry on the spot? You right. You can't cry on the spot. You can't do the fucking you role. You can't do it's the role. It's as simple as that. Exactly. And I, um, yeah, I never rejection was it never really the. I wouldn't say that's the reason. It would be a little easy to say that but I think that I just enjoyed um it felt like a big exhale from what I'd been chasing and Mm -hmm. um and from the uncertainties this everything just clicked well it's like you said earlier you that's why you chose a path of stability Mm -hmm. and isn't that interesting that at the same time you meet Mo it moves quickly to feel more stable and secure where you're both kind of like I know it hasn't been a long time but we're in it we travel well together yeah this isn't this and it's like it's just really interesting that it's like of course when one thing clicks they all click because maybe you just needed to exhale I just yes or I needed the foundation. I needed the foundation that Mo provided. Yeah. This foundation of love, where and 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 you know, strength. Mo's a strong gal. I don't know if oh, you've ever yeah. seen her on the court. Uh, but <laughs> oh yeah, and we're talking basketball. We're talking guys. basketball, baby. Okay. Not not uh, racquetball. We're not talking about the not, racquetball. For once, we're not talking guys. about racquetball. Can, can we just stop? Can we? Stop? I get that. That's what we bring up on the podcast. But yeah, not today. Not today. Okay. <laughs> this is she, the one episode. Yeah. I mean, she'd probably excel at racquetball, but I don't want to go there because no, we're not talking either, about it. But today. long arms, she'd be good. long arms. She'd be great. She'd be very great. agile, very coordinated. Um, and I think that that allowed me because I wasn't. Yeah, this is interesting because I wasn't distracted by the search. chasing the search mm-hmm. for love. I. Yeah feel like I was able to be free in the writer's room. You know, it kind of, it it is interesting. I will say this. You know you're in the right partnership when it doesn't feel like a to-do list anymore or Mm -mm. a chore or something to have to, like, keep up on. When you're just like, okay, I can finally be me because I met someone that can be them. Uh, You can't (laughs) see, but Alana's pointing in the direction of where Norm is in the (laughs) other room, and it's really cute. It's you're you are I am. gesturing so hard I, and sending him love energy. I was also like kind of leaning off of my chair to do it too. He, yeah, like he's drawing you towards him. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, the point is, is that any type of 
stability mm-hmm. can can free you. And right. if someone doesn't have a partner, I'm not saying you have to have a partner at all, but it's like maybe it goes reverse for somebody where it's like the stability in the job can then bring the partner if that's what somebody wants or a close relationship with your family or a right. move can bring you, you know what I mean, to like new friends that you needed that will fulfill you. It's like... Right. It doesn't always have to be partner. It just happens to be what you were searching with for. With me, for sure. Somebody. Yeah. Because I don't want to ever make somebody feel like, oh, you get with someone and then everything gets better. That's not the case. Sometimes it gets a lot worse. We, we know this. <laughs> right. But it's the idea that the thing that you're searching for when you can finally get a version of it that suits you better, it's like, yeah, then you have that exhale. Everything else is going to fall into place because you're not fucking white knuckling things anymore. Yes. Trying to make it work and shoehorn and... Absolutely. Like with the performing shoehorn where you're like, well, this is what I had to do. So this is how I have to do it. And this, this, and this. And now it's like, no, turns out the teacher was right. You can do this. Yeah, exactly. Much easier. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Because I did feel like I was having to bend shoehorn. You say like, I, okay, how can I, like I'd get an audition. Okay. How can I sort of make it so that maybe, what can I wear? Yeah. Yeah. And, And there was just so much like, whereas if I, I don't know if I were different somehow, who knows? Like sometimes it's just like how you look. Like if I oh were different, God, totally. I think a lot of times it's, it, it would have just been like, oh, okay, I can do this. Well, sometimes they're not going to have the leads if you both have brown hair. They'll exactly. Like, yeah. Ooh, too much brown hair. There's we're, so much. to get this redhead in here and guess what? Call it Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the show. Set your watch to if you wear a watch. Yeah. No, I, always, I only, weirdly only set my watch to Riverdale and yet yeah, I don't what watch happens, the show. Yeah. Isn't that weird? What happens is I turn the show on. Yeah. I set my watch. I, the time still of good. time the show has started. <laughs> still good. And I turn the show off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you set a watch. And they still get your number. They still get Bless the view. Bless them. Bless they them. They get the view. Yeah. All, all for for clock setters, <laughs> mostly for <laughs> mostly. clock setters. We're not getting full episodes in there, guys. There's, the clock yeah, is set. They're still tuning in. <laughs> okay. Um, so you set your watch. Your watch has been set. Right? Yeah, my watch has been set. Um, and you know, since then, it's just sort of been like uh, gradual, just getting stronger and figuring. The you know, rise to the age. Oh yeah, because when I first started, I didn't. I had some natural. Uh, natural abilities in the writer's room but like my first two years there felt like grad school where I was you know having to like I remember my first day writing um okay blow equals the last joke in a scene oh my god like I didn't know anything from the beginning right from the beginning I was like you know act one tends to be 11 pages like I didn't know and I would write down all these notes good for you though because that's what you got to do is truly the fake it till you make it or you'll lose the damn job yes but it was fake but I didn't feel like it was um it didn't feel like I was forcing something it just felt like okay I have some catching up to do but like I had enough you to contribute as a staff writer that it, you know. It, okay, but here's what I want to know: Did you were you someone that would stop and ask the questions, or were you making the note of it and then going off on your own time and like doing that research and figuring out what it was? Like, how, what's your learning process? Much more that because you know my. my well, I, I don't know. Everyone in the room was so nice that I feel like there's, I don't even remember if I was asking somebody like, hey, what, is, what does it mean by that? Or, yeah. you know, I think the questions that I would ask the members of the writer's room were way more like tailored to like our boss. Like, what is he like? Does he, you know? Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause you, you don't want to be annoying. No. You don't want to be annoying. Yeah, you know, and the new one too. You don't want to do that. Oh yeah. And I was no. the only, this is crazy. I was the only woman in the writer's room <gasps> and that was, um, 
wild. Wow, that wasn't that long ago. That was not that long ago. It was 2015. <laughs> really? Yeah. 2015, yeah. Wow. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. That, okay, good. That room has morphed into, I think, I've been, I've been a lot women. of the only woman in a room before. Definitely. And you're a chameleon, well, you know? Well, here's the, here's the thing. It's really, it's hard because it's like, a lot of them sometimes would be like a punch-up room and stuff like that. And it's really hard because it's like, you know, sometimes you'll tell a certain kind of joke and then it, it is a disadvantage to have only one of of anybody of any type of perspective that you're trying to get because it's like they're not picking up on the jokes and you're like no no, no I'm telling you these are good you're just I, not laughing because you don't get it but if you had other people in here they would get it yes and the joke works they would they would <laughs> laugh and then they're yeah exactly and then you'd no. be like oh that got a laugh even though I didn't get it right you know what I mean right and then but you have to sort of like go with the flow yes you until do. you're in charge until you're the decision maker. Exactly. And then you go, okay. And then you go, okay, here now we go. Let's, okay. <laughs> yeah. So this brown haired lesbian so mom a walks A couple of brown haired people are talking. <laughs> now the brunettes get their shot. Finally, after keeping you off air for so long, <laughs> we finally got back in. We finally got back yeah. in. But okay, so the, the job's going well. And as we know, um, you work your way up, mm-hmm. really up. Yeah, once you, I mean, <laughs> you, once you get into the, it's it's interesting with you know writing because I was lucky enough that I got in on season two of the show called Henry Danger that ended up lasting, um, five, an additional four years. Yeah, and that's time. just unheard of to have that kind of job security. It yeah, really it is. is. It really jump, is crazy. Truly. And, and to have it from the beginning and to have it in general, just so everybody knows what we're dealing with here. It's yeah. like for shows to last that long really doesn't happen. You'd be, cause I know you'll see something you'll be like, but this has been on for nine years. Yeah. You have no idea how many other shows were made and canceled for that show to last nine years. I you know. Have, you have no idea. No, it's, it's crazy. It really is. It really, really is unheard of. I, that is the luckiest part of my career by far yeah. Yeah. is that I, and good for you that you identify that and can recognize that and practice that gratitude. Oh, no, no question. Yeah. No question. And, and I, um, and the people, so the great thing is the people that I'm working with, we're all, we, you know, some people will leave from time to time, but, uh, Chris, uh, my, he was my, the showrunner on the Fairly Odd Parents, which is the show that I just worked, most recently worked on. Chris Nowak was, you know, he was at my interview for the job oh, wow. and he and I have been, you know, on every season of Henry danger. And then it got a spinoff. That's the other, it got a spinoff. Yeah. And I got to work on that for a season two. And he's the showrunner of that show as well. And he and I, we just, we're simpatico. We just yeah. like, and you're so, easy to click with though. Well, I'll, I'll take that, but so is he. Okay. And he, so we just, you know, I got lucky that I met, and there were some other writers that just clicked with. And so you stick together and you, when you're in a room where everyone gets along and you like each other, you just get better and better and better. And then they're all bound because when everybody's good, they're bound to get another job, another show, Uh, as you already said. And then they go, oh, you know who's really good that I clicked with that I thought did really good work and would be good on the show? This person. Uh, You know what I mean? And then that's, they like take you along with them and- In turn, you take them along with you when exactly. it's your turn to take people. No, you find your people. You just find the people that you're like, oh, I, I can trust you to do this. I love spending, you know, sometimes 12 hours mm-hmm. in a room with you talking. Can be a long time. And, and solving puzzles. 
Like this podcast. Like this podcast. We're this is 12 hours, right? Hour one. Oh, we gosh. have a long way to go. <laughs> Saddle up. I'm only going to get worse. <laughs> um, only, we're only going to bang more tables. <laughs> okay. I don't think I have in a while. Correct me if I'm You've wrong. You've been doing a great job. I've been heavily monitoring. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it probably made you pretty tense when I started. You were like, okay, she's out of her, she's off her rocker. Like, this is going to be the longest 12 hours of my life. <laughs> I'm just like... Yeah, just so, a full anyway, drum kit. Cut to 2010. <laughs> I graduate from NYU. I can't wait to see how this sounds. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to listen back. I'll let wifey do it and tell me I'm great. But I, um, so, so yeah. And, and so this was all, it was luck that gave me that sort of like longevity for sure. And yeah. the, the time to just get better and better and better. Exactly. And then you, because mm-hmm. you're feeling this safety that opens up, you know, your mind to be able to focus on a relationship that's growing and growing because when you're worried about your job, you can't enjoy as much the opportunities you have in your personal life. Um, That's that whole thing of robbing ourselves of joy. Yeah. Oh no. It was so stressed out about work. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, it was such a good flow, especially in the beginning because, you know, Mo and I were still like, still in the beginning. We didn't know, you know, it felt like, oh, we've been together forever when it's six months in, you know, but it's just the beginning. And to, you know, sort of find my groove at this job. And, um, you know, it got to the point that Mo and I moved in together. And then a year later, we started, you know, we got married. And then a year after that, we got pregnant. And it was just so like, because, you know, I had that job, we were just able to progress at the speed we wanted to. Exactly. Because making making a baby out of science is, is not cheap. And you need, you just... Oh boy. I can't stop. Yeah. Putting, <laughs> I know you can't I'll stop. I'll put anything in a test tube. You guys got to see me. I, I, I can't stop. I really can't. I'm pumping them out. No, she's doing it right now. She's I'm doing, doing it right. right. Can't it's you really? Hear? I can't believe you can't hear that, but you can hear me lightly we putting my index finger t- well, on the table. The table is just booming. I can't, uh, cannot stress that enough how loud the table is. <laughs> asked if I should wear headphones at the beginning. I asked if I should wear headphones. You Can you believe you said, oh no. I didn't know who I was dealing you with. You had no idea. You were- and I was warned too, but boy lady, I didn't know it was this bad. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know. I did not say anything about being a finger drummer. No, not um, the least. Yeah. But so listen, we are, unfortunately we are nearing our one of the 12 hours. Do you think podcast. I talked too much? I know that you Not were interviewing in me. Do you think I talked a little too much? I don't think you did at all. Because one, I kept asking. Yeah. Two, I was following the narrative clearly. You were. Like, we, I mean, I always go off on tangents. That's kind of the point of the podcast. It's, it's sure, supposed it's to be like a, a good real conversation. conversation. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you kind of go, but I felt your story was easy to follow. Um, and we were able to come back to it because I actually, even though ours are very different stories a lot of it was really relatable yeah of this having to find yourself but but having to wait for it to kind of present itself to you in that yeah I feel like I'm in that right now and then Mo texted me out of the blue in the middle of the pandemic going let's go on tour together yeah. and I was like oh my god we haven't done a show together in years like on the same stage so you know that presented itself I've been following it and I feel like it's it's taken me in some really fun and interesting directions and yeah. like who it's just the beginning like who the fuck knows but that's just an example so it's like I really love your story and I didn't know it all and it's like I'm just so proud of you oh I love you that's so sweet (laughs) it's just like Sam what is like oh my god I'm I'm so couldn't happen to a better person oh my gosh that's really really sweet I I um I was it's so I was looking at my 
in, in, uh, before coming in here, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder what my first texts to Alana were. And I, they were back in, we hadn't even met and Mo just shared my number with you. Oh yeah. And you were like, um, I mean, I screen grabbed them, but I think I can summarize. You were like, um, Sam, it's Alana Johnston here in, in need of attention. (laughs) And then I (laughs) wrote back, hi, Sam Martin here. Uh, if I don't get affirmation, I'll cease to be. And then you said, sent me a picture of instructions for night goggles. And you said, this is where I'm at right now. Cause you would just purchase night goggles. Yes. And then I wrote back, it might be too soon to say, but you're my oldest and dearest friend. <laughs> Honestly, tasting someone before you meet them is like the new it's, way to make friends. I like, was don't so, bother in person guys. Don't I know. I know. Even. And you know what's so funny is Mo and I had been dating for, I think three weeks at the time and hadn't seen anybody, you know, we yeah. were isolated. We, we knew though. We knew. You knew, but I remember texting you back and forth and I remember having this distinct feeling. I was driving in, uh, my Prius shout out to my dad for, uh, not wanting his anymore and giving it to me. <laughs> shout I, out. Shout out. <laughs> and, uh, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, her friends are awesome. Because <gasps> I, that's like big. Well, we hated everyone so, Mo did. Uh, what, what was there to like? There, they weren't absolutely me. Absolutely nothing. If you're listening, you've dated Mo, fuck off. <laughs> we fucking hate you. You're mo- but <laughs> Regardless you. of what I you said. You made me look good. Yeah, we hate you. <laughs> it's like, I can't even begin to stress, <laughs> you, stress out enough about it. Um, but just mm. hearing about you... Um, it, it was like nothing she had said before. It, it was, I didn't even need to meet you yet. Of course, at some point. But I didn't need to meet you yet to know something else was up with this. Um, because yeah. she just sounded lighter. Yeah. And before, there was so much anxiety and nervousness. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was nervous about not being cool enough or fitting in or whatever and it just wasn't that with you it was just like she just was oh god that's so so that's such a perfect way to put that yeah I I felt that way with her too there was no it was pretty instantly like okay yeah oh my gosh like like getting like getting home after a trip and you're just like ah yeah. I'm gonna, uh, you know, like it's just felt great. And, but I, I really mean it that when I was texting you, I, I was reading those and able to remember, oh my gosh, her friends are so awesome. And her friends, you know, you were so f- immediately funny and like, and you've always been this way that, you know, uh, I think to some people who I meet through Mo, I am Mo's wife or Mo's girlfriend. Yeah. You yeah. always were, really treated me like an individual. No, because you not are. Not as somebody connected to Mo. No, no, no. And you're, because you're, I, but not everybody you personally, does. Yeah. And not everyone does. And yeah. listen, I understand that. But it's like, if you're going to be in her life and at that, like, yeah, permanently, you know what I mean? It's like, and at the time, of course we didn't know you guys were going to get married at the time, but yeah. we knew you were going to stick around. Well, obviously yeah. she really liked you, so yeah. clearly you were going to be there. Mm-hmm. So whatever. It's like, I have to have my own relationship with you because I also need to investigate you on my own. I can't just go by what she says because here's the thing. It actually works to your favor because a lot of the times you vent to your friend about the person you're dating so that you don't like do it to the person you're dating. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need them to know that person so they can remind you of like, hey, actually, 
Yeah. She is pretty patient. You might be overreacting. And they're like, oh, I guess you're right. But if I don't know you, right. all I'm hearing is, and she never vented about you, but I'm just giving an example of uh, like. I, no, I know, you know what you're saying. You know saying. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it is important that I have my own relationship so I can suss it out. And it's like, and that's yeah. why I love knowing your family. Your family's good oh, people. Oh, my family. It, it, you don't just know them. You're part I know, of it. I know. It's true. You, I, I, at my I really wedding, immersed myself in the family at the wedding. Oh, God. It, I, I really did. The wedding performance was just unlike, okay, so we said on our wedding, it was a very, very small wedding, but like, like micro size, micro size, tiny. but on the invitation, it said three to six, which I was tickled by, which this is, <laughs> these are my ideal hours. <laughs> well, and you shown because yes. at, at the stroke of six, Alana basically gave everyone the light and yeah. was like, Hard, I treated it like a hard out and ushered everybody out I the door. I made an announcement that the party was over. over and it was time for everybody to leave. And this was after <laughs> spending the evening going, it was at my parents' house, standing in front of this big portrait of my, oh, yeah. my sister and me. <laughs> recreating, recreating it with, it with Candy, people. With Candy Lawrence. With, yeah. so, with, with you with and me, your sister. With me and my sister. And it was just you, uh, we didn't know we had hired a wedding band. I was having a blast. I the food was great. I was so happy to get to meet your parents and your sister and everything and be in the house. It was so beautiful and everything. And mm-hmm. it was the right crew. It was all people I liked. A couple yep. new faces in there, which is always really cool. And uh, I just had the time of my well, life. Well, it was the perfect most family. I mean, I had a blast. Oh no, you you were the party. Yeah. And the thing is, it was the perfect. It was the perfect day. I can't express perfect. how much it was the perfect day. It was perfect. But would it have been different if there were lingerers? Absolutely. Because Mo and I were starving. It was time to start the marriage. No, it was time to start the marriage. We we were having the best time, but cutting it off at six and having us, we got to go to our, the wedding our ends, one night honeymoon. The marriage begins. And, and it was like we were... It was just, it was perfect. And a lot of that is because of you. I'm not going to get in the it. way of your privacy. That's yeah. the bottom line. You did come into the hotel room. And insist that we consummate right there. And that one's on me. And that one's on me. And I, you know what? I have been meaning to apologize. We forgave you. And, and I'm forgiving you now. It took a I'm forgiving years. you now and I hadn't before. Yeah. And uh, I am glad we cleared the air about yeah. this. That's why this podcast exists. It's an apology <laughs> podcast. But you wait until the last 30 seconds. As like, long as I can stretch it. Uh, okay, Sam. Where can we find what you're doing, what shows, even kids show doesn't matter because we got a lot of listeners with okay. kids. Well, I would I say so um, the one thing that I will plug, well, obviously go to any Johnston and Welch show that you can get your hands on. <laughs> I've been to several from work yes. in progress to now not work in progress. Uh, well, soon to be officially soon, not soon work to be in official. progress. I don't need to, I mean, I won't go crazy, but this is a show that you have to see. It delivers on all fronts. You, um, you, Alana and Johnston, Alana and Johnston, yep. and Mo Me, and Welch, myself and I, are, <laughs> they're such different performers, but so complimentary. You, yes. The, the friendship between you guys, it, it just has this joyous vibe that goes throughout. And on it's top of so that, you're, funny. you're the most talented, you're just so specific and talented, and you're doing, you've created your own thing, which is like, I really have, you know, finally. for somebody who knows, like, you've known forever, funny, funny is what I am. I, funny is what I'm, is what I'm going to trade in. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, how do I, how do I, what is the right avenue? And it's this. So I really feel like I honed in. It, you honed it. Yeah. I think same with Mo. I'm so proud of you both. It's like a best of, you you know what I mean? We're here. It really, no, it's, it's watching people about to 
just completely burst through get doing the, the best of their get the call the big deal, the big deal. Um, but in terms of me yes. you can uh, please check out uh, the Fairly Odd Parents Fairly Otter which is a live action animated hybrid, hybrid reboot of the Fairly Odd Parents which is a big show um, uh, in the twenty tens and I think two thousands as well and uh, it is really fun. It's on Paramount Plus and all 13 episodes are available to stream. You can get a month of Paramount Plus free just by signing out, signing up. And then, uh, you guys hear these deals and this isn't even one of our sponsors. No, but Not Paramount yet. Plus is a mountain of entertainment. <laughs> oh, she got me. <laughs> oh, and the drumming's back. Oh no. <laughs> our cue to exit. Um, and then, just quickly before you go, you I just wanted to say congrats because um, you have completed a movie. You, oh, yes! All, yeah, that you did um, all by yourself. You this uh, real grown-up, live grown-up that made a, a real-life movie. Yeah, I... The movie I, exists and it's real. In, in, in uh, you know, speaking of reboots... Uh, there was a movie called Snow Day that came out in 2000. Um, oh, I know it. Oh, you know. Well, and this one, they both shot in Canada, I believe. Yes. This one shot in Canada, in Montreal. And, um, it, yeah, that'll be coming out in, like, November, I think. Oh it's my a God. musical reimagining of the Guys, movie. all my scenes got cut. Don't get too excited. But we're going to string all those scenes into another movie. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, if you, Sam, where can we find you online to see about everything you're posting? Oh, you don't want to do that. You don't have to. Okay, you're out. You if don't want to do that. If you guys want to follow the podcast, we are at <laughs> Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm at the only Alana Johnson on Instagram and at Alana underscore Johnson on Twitter. And don't forget to check out our Patreon where I yammer on a bit more with former guests and do a monthly check in with Norm. And I do monthly calls with a lot of the subscribers who are here to have a laugh. Sam, thank you so much. The pleasure has been all mine. Hey everyone, just wanted to give one more reminder about our buy one get one 40% off sale with Anna Luisa Jewelry. That is shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem. Get on this bad boy. Bye. Believe in yourself. Believe in your body.